Hi listeners, it's Ashling here again with our third episode of the series we've called Connecting the Dots and looking at triggers that cause um, overweight in adolescents, weight issues in adolescents. And today we're particularly going to touch on and I want to talk about um, relationship with parents. So um, when our adolescents come into the clinic and they answer a mental weight report, which um, you've heard me talk about time and time again, this is what our program is based on, changing habits, behaviours and attitudes and looking at triggers. One thing that comes up for um, adolescents um, to that we look at is the relationship with their parents. And I am absolutely delighted to be joined by Stewie again and so grateful Stewie to you because I know you're so so busy and I really am grateful that for you giving up your time and um, so thank you for Thanks coming so in. Much. Delighted to be here. So yeah again it's it's uh, I could sit forever we you and I could sit here for hours and hours and hours and you know by in case I forget um, to say to our listeners one uh, topic we haven't covered today is bulimia and anorexia which obviously is a huge thing and a very important topic and I know a lot of parents will want to hear about that so if you would be kind enough we'd love to get you back another day sure. to come in and let's just talk about that because we that, yeah. that that is a big one I'd be so grateful so yes listeners we will um certainly keep tuned in and uh, keep tuning in we'll, we'll certainly put that in on the list um mm-hmm. so yeah today Stewie, relationship with parents so um i'd love to know your experience we're finding a lot of the time um when when the adolescent does the program we usually with the consent of the parent we bring the adolescent into the room um, recently we said in a podcast that the world health organization have changed their definition of adolescent um, to, I think we said was a 10, from the age of 10 now. Um, so obviously it's age appropriate, but we asked the parent, uh, are they okay if we talk to the, the child first? And then we will bring the parent in and we have what we call a collaboration agreement. And it's really important for us that the parent is with the child on this journey they're supporting them they're encouraging none of this um you know de- deprivation we don't believe in deprivation anyhow um so we'd particularly look at that commitment form if on the mental weight report relationship with parents comes up as a red you've talked about colors before mm. so our reds are the triggers the the danger zones um so yeah a lot of the time we're finding that parents maybe have a history themselves um, with weight issues or that they're just depriving their kids. They're being too strict and they're giving out to them. What What's your experience in, with regard to that? Yeah, I think, look, pa- parenting and even therapeutically, actually working clinically with young people, uh, the, the old traditional style of a mother or a father bringing a young person into therapeutic care mm. and dropping them at the front door and saying, I'll be back in an hour is well gone, you know, well gone. Um, we know now that to to try and assist, uh, we have almost like you do, which I, I love your collaboration agreement. What we try to do is to work with parents in a collaborative style to uh, to support the life space, the part the life space is the the world of the adolescent and how they're growing up and their life spaces, the connections and the relationships within their world. So that's their, their, the young person's life space. So the job of the therapist is to connect and collaborate with the parents where possible to 
support, encourage and help heal the life space of the young person so that they can walk through and develop through the correct procedural aspects of developing as a young person. We mentioned in a previous podcast about uh, embedding, disembedding, interiority and integration and launching into adulthood from there. Like the World Health Organization would say that adolescence starts at 10, we believe it, it doesn't stop at 18, we believe it stops at around 24. And even then we can have you know, 30 year old adolescents, let's be honest. So yes, we, we, we feel that we've got to try and collaborate with parents. In many cases, Ashling, even with the issues that a young person is having, slightly different from a weight context, because obviously you must see the young person, sometimes from a psychological perspective, we would delay seeing the adolescent, depending on the presenting issues that the parents discuss with us, we would see the parents first. And we would delay seeing the adolescent because sometimes, actually, we need to support the parents before anything could be done potentially with the adolescents. And one of the very common things that we would talk about is even just parenting styles, Ashling. Are, are, you, are you in unity in how you actually parent your children? Now, I don't mean you have to be in agreement because we, we were, you were all, mom and dad would be being brought up differently. So it could, doesn't mean we need to agree on everything, but what we present, we're in unity over. Does that make sense? So we're mm-hmm. literally saying, you know, you, you, kids will always say, I can go to mum for this and dad for that. You know, I know the buttons to press or the manipulations to use to get what I want and therefore I, I call that card. We've got to try and get to a point where as parents, the kids are saying, this is really annoying for kids listening. Forgive me, by the way, any young adolescents listening to this. We need it to be almost where our adolescents are saying, oh goodness, it just drives me mad because mum and dad both say the same thing. You can never... Get them. Do you not have a, an independent brain, Dad? Is yours combined with Mom? You know, do you have to say the same thing she says? <laughs> the answer to that is yes. You've won. You've okay. done the correct thing. Uh-huh. So we've got to create unity. So collaboratively working. I love what motivation offers because we've got to do the same from a psychological context. We've got to collaborate with parents. Okay, and that's what therapy is. It's to increase and, and assist the life space of the young person. Now, that's not always possible, Ashley because we get different types of parenting styles. And with some parents who will present to motivation or present to zest to life, you will get parents who, and forgive me if you are one of these parents, it's never too late, by the way. This is the great thing about having these podcasts. This is the wonderful thing about communicating as adults. We are in our fully developed brain. Our brains are neuroplastic. We can change, we can create, and we can adjust. So it's never too late. I had an 80-year-old man not so long ago talking to me about his 60-year-old son and how he wanted to develop and change the relationship. And I just had so much admiration for this man. Mm-hmm. So it's never too late to make these changes. But we've three presenting styles for parents who tend to, to connect with, with us therapeutically. First of all, you'll have that receptive parent who just will do anything for their kid. You know, They will come to the collaboration meetings, they'll come in weekly with the, the, the check-ins, they'll have those conversations with you, they'll ask for your advice, they'll do everything they can to assist their young person. And we call that receptive parenting. Sometimes you have what we would call non-receptive. They don't mean, they're not setting out to be non-receptive. They're not setting out to, to not be receptive, but there might be just things going on. Sometimes that's the busyness of life. Sometimes that might be pandemic as we've experienced. Sometimes that might be job related. It could be, whole, could be illness. It could be a, a whole series of different types of things that mean they can't quite be as present as they would like to be, but I don't believe they're setting out to be hostile. Does that make sense? They're, they're, mm-hmm. they're just going through with their own issues as parents and perhaps they're sort of non-receptive, but 
maybe with a little bit of assistance and care and support and therapeutically scaffolding the parents, they'll move into that more receptive space where they can then do the work. That's why very often we don't see parents, don't see the, the adolescents straight away. We might see them a little bit later. Um, but we also have, and forgive me for being as blunt as this, this is hard for some parents to hear or for some adolescents to hear. We also have hostile parenting. We also have parents who are never going to be there for their children. We also have parents who, and in, even within the hostile department or parenting style, we have two different styles. We have people who would be directly hostile, who are actually setting out in some cases to hurt their children. And, and I know this is hard to talk about. And, and mm. if you are one of those parents, please hear me today. This is not judgment. This is reach out, talk, because we can change this and we can create something different. And if we, if we want a relationship with our children moving into the future, it's never too late to, to look at that, to get help with that, and to change that. But sometimes we have indirect hostility. They can't, they're, they're hostile because they're going through severe pain themselves, perhaps with a breakup of a marriage, perhaps with a, um, an illness, they may be living through cancer, they may be living through MS. There could be a reason for indirect hostility. So they're being hostile, but they don't mean to be. It's kind of as a result of other things. Or kids could be living in an alcoholic family where a mom or dad is, is, is overdue. Again, it might be through, through indirect hostility that the parenting style doesn't match. So there's, there's no judgment in any aspects of that. It's simply, it is. And that's what we understand and that's what we land in. For us to understand that then, as parents, we can try and get the guidance, get the help and the assisting to move us into being receptive to work with our kids in a collaborative manner. Is that okay? And our jobs as therapists and your jobs with motivation is to connect with parents to try and bring them to that space where we say your, your, your child's healing, your child's wellness will be sometimes quicker, less limited if we have you on board in a collaborative manner. Can, can you show up for them? And I, I say that word and I actually feel emotion when I say it because actually showing up for your kid is a really significant thing. And we talked in a previous podcast about making a bid for your kid. Showing up for them is, is saying, even if we don't have the greatest relationship in the world, I'm going to be there for you. Or maybe I didn't have the greatest relationship with my mother or my father, so I don't know how to do it, but I'm willing to appear or to be there. That's a huge gesture. And sometimes that's enough and it's all that it takes. So isn't parenting <laughs> a huge topic? Yeah. And once we understand it a little, we can then, without judgment, make steps towards creating change. Yeah. And that's, that's where it comes back to a previous podcast. We talked about love and connection and how important it is to, to create that. Because I do believe that love, choosing love, it's an intentional choice, is very healing when we don't need to know how to make it happen, but we do need to know why we want it to happen. And if we can do that, it's worth the journey. But don't be on your own yeah. as a, with it as a parent. Seek help. Yeah. Ask for professional guidance on that yeah. from somebody who you feel speaks your speaks the language that you need to learn to speak to your children. And that's the big thing, isn't it, Stewie? That you said, you know, it's it's okay. It's it's you're not on your own. You're not the only one going mm. through this. Um, and you you've just actually mentioned the word why, which is our tagline. Mm. It's our motto. Why? Why are you overeating? Why are you unhappy? And if you can get to the root cause, which is why we're lucky we have this mental weight report. But the three A's even like, you know, and I know, thank you again for, for this series of podcasts and for coming in because the three A's and, and you know this too. First, it's being aware. There's nothing more frustrating than than being aware. So, um, you know, hopefully listeners, um, you've so, something in this chat has jumped out at you. 
um, as you said, Stewie, it's okay. It's normal. Reach out. And, you know, the other thing I just want to touch on also before we finish up um, is therapy, the word therapy. Um, and I know when we started off in motivation over 20 years ago, people would have said to us, oh, that's real American looking at why and yeah. going in and counseling is nobody would touch it. Whereas, you know, it's a it's it's a brilliant thing. I think everybody should go for therapy. We all need therapy. So, you know, and watch the guilt and perfectionism in us all. Of course, in, in, in my um, generation, I was brought up, don't tell the neighbours. What mm. would the neighbours think? Mm. Um, that was the mentality then. Whereas now, I think, thankfully, we're in a, a, a generation where we're told to talk. Uh, it's all about mental health and communication. So, um, you know, I will I will say to listeners, I mean, obviously, we have the um, advantage that we can identify these things straight away from the first visit and then we improve on it monthly with the use of our tools. For any of you listening, um, if you feel you need to explore further, be it your family relationship or if you have adolescents, I can only but highly recommend Stewie um, and his centre. And just to mention, it's Zest Life. Your website, Stewie, is Zest Life. Yeah. Uh, Zest, Z-E-S-T-L-I-F-E, Zest Life.ie. And I forgot to mention in one of our previous podcasts that um, for body image and self-esteem, um, I did go onto your website and there is a questionnaire, isn't there? Isn't it that you can yeah. do for There's some, body there's image? some resources there mm. that we would put up for parents and for young people directly so that uh, you can click into a section where it's actually a little course. You can do it in 10, uh, 20 minutes or so. But, yeah, uh, lovely. I'm halfway through. I'm halfway through it, but I will come back to it. But it was <laughs> lovely. It's short and sweet and it's yeah. perfect. So listen, Stewie, again, I cannot thank you enough. I'm going to hold you to coming back in to talk about bulimia and anorexia. We, I'm sure there's loads of other stuff we can talk talk about i really do appreciate you giving up your time guys again if you do feel you need that support extra support and extra help it's zestlife.ie and Stuart and your team you do a fabulous job and love to maggie and you there's another story behind you guys and and uh, i didn't get time to read it in the bio but i really appreciate it thank you and